Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. It's fall, time to go back to school. I've got some really great episodes for you as we enter this new season, and I'm sure you're going to want to tune in. I also have an upcoming workshop, and you can learn all about that on my website, isabelbridges.com. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Isabel. And today we talk about mommyhood and really knowing who we are inside of this role as mom and how we can stay in the present moment and not get stuck in the past or fast forward into the future. So I welcome you, my dear friend, Jessica Snyder. Hi, Jessica. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So Jessica and I are new friends, um, and I really appreciate the work that she does in the world and know that had we met 12 years ago, I would have taken a different trajectory. My early motherhood would have been much more easeful. So if you find yourself in early motherhood, or if you know someone in this phase, then I really hope you put aside the laundry, just take some time to really listen in because this is going to be such a juicy conversation. Okay, Jessica, before we dive in, will you introduce yourself, let our listeners know who you are, the work that you do in the world. And then also the question I ask all of my guests is, what does empowerment mean to you? Mm, yes. Um, so I am Jessica Snyder. I am a birth coach. Um, I've been a labor and delivery nurse for the last um, eight years. And I've been doing birth coaching for the last five. Um, I really think that the word empowerment speaks to me in the birth coaching world right now because that is how I feel just so strongly that I want families to go into their birth feeling that they are empowered with the knowledge and um, able to advocate for themselves and create a positive birth experience. I find that it's so hard to know how to navigate the unpredictable, vulnerable space that birth is. And that when you're able to have well-rounded knowledge, then it can make you feel empowered to have a say and to not feel like you have to do exactly what other people are telling you. And you can really listen into your body and into your intuition and be a part of your care and your birth experience. So empowerment to me means really bringing the power back into your own hands and knowing that you have the answers within you. Um, and then as a new mother, I have a two-year-old and a five-month-old. I have expanded my work into 
coaching other moms, I have had some moms approach me um, and feel inspired by the work that I do and how I've been able to create a business and um, work through everything while having two little ones running around and, and um, just navigating this whole world together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this conversation is perfectly timed for me because while I will never have a newborn again, I have two younger sisters. One has a 16-month-old and the other is pregnant due in February. So this topic is so near and dear to my heart. Um, And I, I really want to speak to the mom who might be having some anxiety or fear right now, whether it's about a couple things, you know, the labor itself can conjure a lot of fear. So can early motherhood. Like, I don't know what baby I'm going to get. I don't know who I'm going to get. Am I going to be able to handle it, especially the first time? And then also this, you know, work-life harmony. I don't even know if balance Mm -hmm. is the right word for it. But those are the three things I often hear women have a lot of anxiety around. What do you, what do you, how can we speak to that woman? Yeah. Um, Gosh. When it comes to birth, I would say that just letting it unfold and being open to the experience, however it unravels for you, because we truly don't have control over how it goes. I find that um, focusing on your breath and your thoughts are the only two things that we're able to control. Mm -hmm. And that actually is so powerful to be able to focus inward and just listen to you and your body and to drown out the noise around you and those extra thoughts that are not serving you. And in new motherhood, you're going to learn your baby and it takes time. It's like meeting a new person. You have to build a bond and a relationship and a trust. And that that period, I feel like we need to give ourselves more grace. Mm-hmm. And you're healing in that time. And your hormones are, are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you're navigating something so new. And your baby is too with the feeding and the sleep and the this and the that and your relationship with your partner. And and it just, all of it is new all at once. And it can feel so overwhelming. And when we live in that overwhelm and and in that fear or we we live in the story of, of our lack of sleep and how hard it is, we really do miss those precious tender moments that are happening the snuggles and if we're able to really just be present and just sit with it and be okay with whatever chaos we're experiencing mm-hmm. it would be so much easier and smoother even though it's not easy or smooth mm-hmm. but at least it'll feel less bumpy in our hearts mm-hmm Yeah, we talk a lot about self-regulation on this show and how important it is to be regulated inside. 
so that when the dysregulation comes on the outside, we know that we have like an internal mastery because we can't master the outside, but we do, you know, we do have practices that allow us to stay relatively centered on the inside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like this, we can apply this to new motherhood, but also all of the other places that feel new, whether it's like we're starting a new project and we're doing things that feel uncomfortable. We don't know exactly how the project is going to go. I feel like the advice is the same, you know, breathe and come back to your thoughts. Like those are the two things that we have sovereignty over. Yeah. Anything in life really, I mean, it really is such a short time that we have here on earth and to just be present and soak in these moments and breathe in that fresh air and just look around you at how beautiful and vibrant this life is. It really does just, it's yeah, not just new motherhood. It's, it's anything. I mean, just to be present in any moment is so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just hear our listeners saying um, like easy for you to say, just be present because there's this spinning that happens. I'm sure this is not news to you. There's this mm-hmm. spinning that happens. Like, but I have to take care of, you know, all the things. There's just, it's a it's a heavy load that we're carrying around as moms, especially yeah. new moms, <laughs> learning all of the new things. Mm-hmm. But how can we like either lighten the load or what can we do to make this a more easeful experience? 100%. Um, I have de- definitely gotten stuck in my brain moving so fast in so many places and thinking about the 500 things I need to do and the laundry and the dishes and we need to socialize our toddler and I need to make sure the baby is home for nap and da, 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 da. Yeah. And it is so much to navigate in your brain and in your body because then you feel that, that tenseness. And I find myself like rushing everything to get to the next thing. And then when I get to the end of the day, I'm like, wait, like, did I get to enjoy those moments? Was I present for them? And so that presence is new to me and I'm not always in it, but it's something that I strive for. So I definitely relate to those that are like, how do you find that presence? And I think that one thing that I really like to do is to pick one or two things that are important for me for that day. Mm. Today, I will do the dishes and unload the dishwasher and we're going to get outside and go to the park. Mm. Maybe tomorrow we'll do laundry and focus on, I don't know, the letters that we're going to learn today or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that I want to do as a mom and as a working mom, you also have half your brain occupied with, other things that aren't mommyhood. Yeah. And for the ones that are home all the time, that's a lot of pressure too, because you are also expected to upkeep a household and do all of those things. And it feels like a lot. I, yeah, really just, I really just like to focus in on just a couple of things that I like to get done in the day. Yes. It feels like a lot. And I know it can often feel like failure, like no matter what I'm doing, I'm failing. And it's, (laughs) I think it's because we have this culture 
of time management that was designed for and created by men. Mm -hmm. And it works for men, but it doesn't always work for women. Like our roles are like watercolory. They all blend together. Like we can't necessarily take off the mom hat when we're at work. We'd like to, or I'd like to, but it often like bleeds into my role as, you know, caretaker of my dog and, you know, manager of my finances. So they all kind of bleed together. So I find the car, car, um, car, carpem, can't think of the word, carmentalizing. That's not it. Carpementalizing. I think that's the word. We can't do it necessarily. Yeah. We can't put our lives in little compartments because yeah. that's not the way it, life works. Right. Yeah, I do. And now that you say that, I do find that my husband has an easier time being like, well, I'm at work. This is work. I'm at home. I'm at home. And we do, as as women, our brains just work differently. And especially when we're in tune with our bodies and our cycle, giving ourselves permission to rest when we need to rest and to be active when we feel active and not feel like we have to do the same thing and meet the same goals every day. Mm-hmm. And on those days that I feel like I just need to rest, it's okay if we're laying on the ground and I'm not running around and maybe we're doing more quiet play or coloring or doing something different that feels good to me as well and not pushing myself so far beyond what my body is feeling because it just wears me out and not just for that day but sometimes for the next day and and like you said we're kind of running on a man's time and their cycle and that doesn't work for us and it doesn't serve us to to try to be on their time Mm -hmm. and that compartmentalizing doesn't happen in our brains we're always thinking about how we can be best for our kids and what we're going to make for dinner and all the other things that need to happen to make our worlds come together and it's it's overwhelming as a new mother and as a mother period or even just as a woman because our brains are so multifaceted and it's incredible how fast they're able to work I feel like there's a different kind of speed called mom speed when you're like how did I just get all those things done at once and there's also the mom speed that's like I am not going to do anything right now (laughs) and I love this piece around choosing two or three touchstones in our day that those are the focus and then if anything else gets done that's just bonus but these are the two or three things that we're focusing on we're going to be present for and we're going to you know call it a, a winning day if we just do those things yeah actually to speak to like very new motherhood when you like bring your newborn home that time to verbalize your needs of what I need is really powerful. And that's something that my husband and I did that we've actually continued through our relationship is uh, when we wake up in the morning, he's like, I want to get to the gym today. I want to mow the lawn and X, Y, and Z. And I say, I would like to shower. (laughs) I would like to do the laundry and blank. And then 
we can give each other the space to make sure that whatever the other person needs that day, that is being met and supported by the other person as well, which is really helpful to be able to ask for what you need. It's something that I find that we're not taught and we're taught to just handle it all. And that to be added onto your plate of already feeling overwhelmed, it just, it it overflows. And, and to be able to navigate that vast landscape of emotions Mm-hmm. And be able to say like, this is what I need is really powerful. And I invite our listeners to really listen to their bodies and see if they can advocate for themselves and, and understand what do I need in this moment? What am I feeling? I'm so glad that we're talking about this. I was just talking to my sister, the one with the one-year-old. And she was thanking me. She was saying, I really, which always feels good when someone appreciates you, right? She said, I appreciate that you intuit my need as it's happening. So I don't have to ask you to meet it. So for mm-hmm. example, you hand me a wet wipe because you've just seen my baby spit up and you know <laughs> that that's what I need. Whereas someone else, maybe a partner might not intuit it. So she needs to carry the mental load of asking them to hand her a wet wipe. So I'm just wondering if there's a way that we can like, how do we talk to our partners or people who may not have that intuition um, so that they can meet our need without us also carrying the mental load of like, Go put this pan over there. Go remember to call the doctor because then that mental load is still on us, not on them, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And it's such a, it's so different, right? For each relationship and for each partner. What I have found that works for me, I'm navigating a processing healing grief around our most recent delivery. Our little guy was in the NICU for some time. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had to pause and tell my husband, hey, let's sit down. The boys are in bed and I want to talk to you. And I want to share what I am feeling and experiencing. And I don't need you to fix anything. I just want you to hear what it is that I'm experiencing so that I can share with you And can you just hold me and give me a hug while I share? And that, that setting the precedence of like Mm. what I want for this conversation and not, I find that men or partners in general just want to fix whatever your problem is, whatever you're feeling, because that's how they feel that they can help. Mm. And sometimes just being a listening ear and, and letting whatever flow flow. Mm-hmm. feels like someone is holding space for you more than trying to fix how you're feeling because I don't need to be fixed. I'm allowed to feel the emotions that I feel. And so so telling him what I need and then sharing works for me. And to answer your question of that intuitive, how how to get that out of them, I I would probably say the same thing. Like, hey, I just want to share that when you see that I'm you know, struggling or the baby has spit up or whatever, I'd really appreciate if you could just, just take one step more 
and and be there for me because I'm experiencing a lot and being able to be vulnerable with your partner and say like this is this is emotionally a lot for me and physically and and there's so much going on that when they hear that vulnerability in you, then they're more willing to help. And when we react quickly and saying, why didn't you hand me the burp cloth? <laughs> Can't you see me covered and sit up? Because that was me yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and that comes from a, from a, a, almost like a place of anger, but it's really just frustration that they're not understanding us. And so when we give them that open heart of, bringing them into our place and how we feel, Mm. then it invites them to open their hearts versus them to get defensive. Mm. And also giving them grace in whatever that we're experiencing. I'm sure they're experiencing something too, and maybe they're not as in tune with what it is that they're not able to share their emotions. Um, Or maybe they've compartmentalized it and they're doing their own thing in their own space in their brain and they forget that there's so much else going on for you. Mm-hmm. And then that appreciation goes so far. Like I'm so much more likely to really be in tune with my sister's needs because she appreciated the last time I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to verbalize that. And even just hopping onto this podcast, I told my husband, thank you so much for the support for watching our voice while I do this. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes him want to do it because he's appreciated for that time. Mm-hmm. Well, Jessica, I want to appreciate you for your time and for being here, having little ones. I know it's not easy, so it really means a lot that you are here and we are approaching the end of our time together. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that our listeners hear from you, where they can find more about your work, anything like that? Um, You can find more about my work at intimatemama.com. I have birth coaching courses there. I also have my one-to-one coaching offerings. I also um, am hosting new events, which you can check out on my site. I'm really excited about. And I think one thing that I would love for you to take away from this is just to be okay with wherever you're at and sit with that for a moment and say it again. I am okay with where I am at, even if it looks chaotic, even if it's hard, and if it's really beautiful. And to just try your best not to get too focused on what you have to do, what you didn't get done, and just be, just be. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you. Now, I usually ask my guests, for an empowering invitation that you'd like to um, just put out there for our listeners. Is that it? Or do you have something else that you want to make sure that they take away with them and actually are in action on? I think that if there is something that you feel really passionate about and you have been holding yourself back I want you to go for it. That's something that I have found that has brought me so much joy. And I hope that anyone that's listening that has like that burning desire in their hearts to do something, I want them to do it. Yeah. To actually birth it. Yes, to birth it. 
Awesome. And to know that it takes that gestational time of preparation and building and creating before the birth. And that that's okay, that it's not just going to happen, but it will. And it might not happen the way we think it will. Just like, no, it never does. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty in it. We get yeah. to really just roll with roll with it and live in the waves and just let them crash one at a time and, and have fun in it and jump in them. Mm. Yeah. And if you would like to share your what your project is that you're jumping into with Jessica, I will make sure that you have all the ways to connect with her in the show notes. Okay. Thanks so much, Jessica. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. Did you enjoy this episode? Good. Then you are going to love Mommy Circle, the place where we put the me back in mommy. This season will gather for six consecutive weeks starting on September 25th. And I'm partnering with my good friend, Elizabeth Sauter, to offer Mommy Circle to mothers of neurodivergent children, teens, and young adults. Because parenting these kiddos comes with a unique set of challenges and joys. And maybe you or someone you know are looking for a community of moms who get it. And if you ever feel unsure about how to navigate the challenges and triumphs that come with this journey, I want you to know that I feel you, I see you. I know that parenting these extraordinary kids is inherently hard And I'm not going to pretend that it can be all rainbows and butterflies all day long. But what I am going to tell you is that it's easier when you are surrounded by others who are in the same boat as you. But first, you have to find that community. And that's where Mommy Circle comes in. So join me on September 25th by going to isabelbridges.com forward slash mom dash me dash circle. I'll see you there. And psst, I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.